You're listening to Geeks Unleashed, a podcast that covers what's current in the world of pop culture. I'm Mark Brassington, and I'm in London. And I'm Jasmine in Texas. Uh, hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 89. Uh, as usual, I'm Mark. And I'm Jasmine. And before we get started, if you are watching on YouTube, thank you so much. Please be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. Make sure you hit that notification bell so that you get notified when we upload new videos. And if you are just listening on your podcast platform, thank you so much. We would also very much appreciate a five-star review on either Spotify, Podchaser, or Apple Podcasts. You want to let everybody know where you are in case they think you want earth for you in a prison somewhere <laughs> yeah my background's very different i don't have my usual fun stuff that's because i'm on my small laptop i am currently in cape town south africa i have been here for about a week and a few days i got a few more days here to round out my two-week trip and then i'm headed back to the states what have you been doing while you've been in cape town everything everything it has been so amazing i love the city it's it's really great um have you been before no never okay this is my first time to africa so this is my fifth continent very exciting just two two left and i'll hit i've hit the entire globe (laughs) russia Um, is russia next (laughs) not right now not right now yeah no not any any anytime soon Wow. Um, yeah, I've been doing some cool stuff. I climbed a freaking mountain. Never thought I would do that. Um, I did some ATV riding in the sand wow. dunes, some sand surfing in the sand dunes. Um, I saw penguins. Um, just, I've just been like, I don't know, man. Like, I've been living my best life. Like, I've not looked at my work email for nine days. I met some really cool people. I'm, Still got a couple of activities planned for later this week, uh, but yeah, I'm super stoked, super tired all the time. Um, went to a winery, bought some local wine. It is delicious. Um, so yeah, I've just been living it up, enjoying my vacation. That's amazing. Like, yeah, I, I have not gone away for as long as you, but uh, last weekend I also was away and nowhere near as far as, uh, not, nowhere near as far nowhere as far as what you've done uh like i got on a little cruise three night cruise from portsmouth in england to yeah i went to bruges like one day at sea Um, did you watch in bruges while you were on your way to bruges oh no i've never seen the movie either i I know it's not the the amount of times people keep saying to me have you seen in bruges no i've been to bruges (laughs) <laughs> but I've not seen the movie. Uh, this is my third. That was my third time to Bruges. The last time that was like twenty years ago. So oh, okay. it's been cool. some time. But yeah, no, I loved. I, I think Bruges is really nice. Like, um, just like order a large beer. You can't go wrong. So oh man, beer here is so cheap. I had like a, I don't know. I don't know the conversion in English, but like it's a five hundred milliliter beer. It was like two dollars and fifty cents. I was like, oh, this is trouble. <laughs> this is trouble. How many have you had? I'm not going to tell you. Hold <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, 500 milliliters in pints. Oh, that is a pint. 500 milliliters is a pint. Okay, yeah. So a pint of beer for 250. It's like uh, that's really cheap. Yeah, that's really cheap. It's have you had more more than 10 beers this week? Not, I just I'm not answering. I'm just saying beer is cheap. 
Have you had more than 20 beers this week? Hey, I've been here nine days. You Oh, okay. So you've had at least at least at least three or four a day. All right. So has there any been days where you've crossed over the five mark on the individual day? Uh no, no comment. <laughs> Definitely have then. Uh, on the last night of my cruise, I had like five drinks in two hours. Like, you know. Oh, wow. like, <laughs> nice. That wasn't just beers though. I can't do beers in five hours, not two hours. Like I did like two beers and then I moved to shorts, shorts, like Jack Daniels. The shorts? Yeah, shorts, yeah. <laughs> shorts. This is the first time we've been this close time time zone wise, because Oh yeah, yeah. I am now an hour ahead of you. Are you an hour ahead? Yeah, I thought it was two, but I forgot about the time change. So it's Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. So yeah, this is actually quite nice. I don't have to wait up for you and or you don't have to get up early for me, which only happened one time. So not ninety nine percent of the time I have to stay up late. There's only one time where you got up early. So um, in fact, pretty much always it's me who stays up late. So it's quite nice that it's like yeah. actually a reasonable time. I really don't like. I'm already like, oh my god, I'm so tired. It's only nine o'clock now. Like <laughs> it's almost ten. Oh, okay, sorry. Well, sometimes before we do it, I go to the gym like or a walk or i have had a sleep before um that's not ever a good idea in the day. if i were to take no. any time after four o'clock like i'm sleeping all night no but i like I, I sometimes it's not by choice sometimes i just literally just my head is gone like and then sometimes i wake up to like four messages from you going are you awake are you awake i'm like yeah come in like, <laughs> like, no, sometimes sometimes it's even sitting here like my head's gone like, and uh <laughs> <laughs> um i think no to be honest most of the time like i'll just i love going to the gym anyway so i'll just quickly go for a half an hour at the gym or an hour at the gym or something like that so or sometimes even an hour and a half i've got a bit of time so um wakes me up which is always good um but yeah like uh so yeah i haven't been anywhere as crazy as you have um however we are now at the point where we're almost two weeks away from meeting in real life jasmine um, I can't believe it. It's been like 10 years. Like, <laughs> Have you booked it yet? Uh, yeah, I have my flight. Okay. I don't have a hotel yet, uh, but, you know, I'll get there. Oh, okay. You're going to stay the same as me? Um, I can't remember what I'm saying now, though. I'll have, to, I'll have to, I can't remember what I'm saying. I'll have to find out and let you know. At this point, I'm going to do one of those, like, websites where it's like, get a hotel tonight. Figure out oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, you can message Fable and see if you can use his sofa. Yeah, no. <laughs> His wife just had a baby, didn't she? Or she's like... Oh, she's about to. I think in the next two weeks, about to have a baby. Anyway, like, I know we were holidays and stuff, but have you watched any telly or films or anime or done any or read anything? Nope. I have not done any of the things. I've You've not done any of them? No, I haven't. Um, I watched some stuff on the plane. That yeah. Uh, the first time I've had a layover in a really long time. So I had a, it was a 15 hour flight to Dubai and then it was 10 hours from Dubai to Cape Town. Um, and what did I watch on the plane? Oh, I watched like old stuff. I watched Jungle Cruise. Oh, terrible. I've never seen that. And then I rewatched stuff that I'd already seen. Like I watched Shang-Chi or Shang-Chi like. Oh yeah. Times. Good film. <laughs> what, three times on the one film on the one flight? I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> wow. It was hours. I had to do something. Um, I, I was trying to wrap my brain. It's like, 
what have I really watched? I can't think of too much, like other than the film we're going to talk about. Um, so obviously we're going to talk about the Kingsman later, but um, so obviously spoiler alerts as always. Um, and then <laughs> I watched last night uh, a film called Stow Away with Daniel Day Kim. Yeah, Anna Kendrick, Daniel Day Kim, Tony Collette. Do you know her? Oh, I love Tony Collette. And then there's a guy in it whose name I might struggle to pronounce, Shamia Anderson. Three pilots aboard a spaceship go lock on to like some sort of space station type thing. They're on their way to Mars. Uh, and then Tony Collette's character is in one of the rooms on the spaceship. Um, and for some reason, she decides to open um, a panel in the room, like in the ceiling. And then she opens the panel and all of a sudden... Uh, Shamir's character Michael is like in the roof of the spaceship and just sort of falls out and he's like Hobbs side is injured and all the rest of it basically he was like some sort of mechanic which was helping put the ship I don't know doing some final checks on the ship before it took off and somehow he got sealed into the roof um, a couple of hours before takeoff and um, and was never meant to end up in space and uh so he is the stowaway um so obviously he has a complete panic when he looks out the window and sees earth down below uh as you would do i don't think i'd be too pleased if i, I was mean, meant I to be even if you had been sleeping when you got locked into the ceiling you would have felt the g-force of them leaving the earth's orbit well obviously that didn't happen in this film <laughs> so uh, I think I would have woke up like in the ceiling, like what the crap is going on out there? Woke up freaking screaming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's, I mean, still, there's nothing you can do at that point. Like you, you are, you're fairly committed at that point. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I, I, so when it started, I thought, okay, so my, I didn't know anything about it. I knew it was a space thing, and I knew that somebody obviously stowed away, hence the name Stowaway. So what I thought was that he was going to be some sort of psycho. Um, because obviously there's a bit of mystery initially, like who is he? How did he get on the ship? Blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be one of those, is he a good guy? Is he not? Like, and something's going to happen. No, that's not what the film was. <laughs> okay. It's just a survival film, basically, because obviously it's a two-year mission. They're going to Mars to come back again. And they didn't calculate enough oxygen and food for a fourth Yeah, season. exactly. So lots of things. I know how this works. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of, you know, things like this now where they're, and, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you like survive, it's very slow. Um, however, the last sort of 20 minutes are quite action packed where they have a last minute ditch plan to try and they have some idea of something they can do outside of the ship, which would try and generate more oxygen, blah, 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 blah. And two of them go outside and obviously only one of them, comes back yeah it's a little bit action-packed at the end but it's generally slow it's all right like it's okay i reckon most of the money went into the um uh the backgrounds you know the spaceship itself um i'm not a big fan of like films that don't have much in the way of cast um actually what's his name matt matt um matt damon's the martian i thought was really good Oh yeah, the Martian was good. I love that film. I honestly, I've watched that film a couple of times. I think it's really that is a film that's done well. Like somebody with very with very little cast. You should watch the Silent Sea. 
I don't know that film. What is it? It's not a film. It's a Netflix series. It's a okay. series, uh, but it's it's basically pretty much the same plot. It's like Earth is dying. They send uh, a team to the moon to collect water, and then some shit goes down when they're on the moon, and not everybody makes it back. Oh, the other thing I read, I read. Uh, I haven't read many comics this year. I've been a bit rubbish, but I read the second issue of She Hulk, and I don't know if you guys remember. I did talk about the first issue. I really loved it, and I actually really enjoyed the second issue too. So, um, cost of entry was not very high. So even though- yeah, that was in the first issue. The second one, like they, they did do a little bit. So you know, you know, I said the first of it uh, issue ended with a character called Jack of Hearts, who I don't know anything about. They kind of spent a lot of the second issue filling you in on Jack of Hearts. So I don't know anything about him at all. So they kind of gave you a lot on his background. I didn't mind that, but I don't really see him as a character I probably care that much about, but we'll see where it goes. So, um, but I thought it was an all right. So far, I quite enjoyed it. All right, so should we talk about some news? So we're only going to talk about one piece of news. You, you can... Um... News. But guys, this piece of news was literally the slap heard around the world. I woke <laughs> up this morning to so many messages because of the time difference. I missed everything. Uh, let me just preface this by saying... Will Smith slapped the shit out of Chris Rock on national television during the Oscars last night, and it was insane. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I don't really get it. Like, I mean, I get defending your wife, but like, <laughs> listen, man, he told him he straight up said, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth." That's what yeah, I know, but like, could he just have not spoke to him afterwards? Like, he he was. I don't know, man. He the moment. You had just won an Oscar yourself. You're pretty, you know, adrenaline is flowing. Maybe it was just like you, you said the wrong thing at the wrong time. No, 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 no. Like, I, I, I don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure I might see red or something, but <clears throat> national TV, man. <laughs> Can you not just wait? Like, you know, there's going to be a commercial at some point. Like, yeah. just go do it. Like, yeah. The only thing yeah. is, though, with with oh, mobile phone. Interesting so far. Hey. The, just like the commentary around it. Has- oh yeah. Oh the memes. <laughs> yeah, the internet wastes no time. Well, the memes are just insane already. <laughs> um, the motto is "Don't start none, won't be none." All right, like you don't start no shit, ain't gonna be no shit. That's it's. The thing is, like, you've got to think, though, as a comedian, they always go near areas they shouldn't go near. And, I mean, I've seen plenty of people walk off stage because comedians have, like, said gone too far about people's partners and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before, like, even here, like, UK comedy stuff where they've insulted people and they just walked off stage. And oh, I just I don't know, man, like, slap. I don't know why you just... <laughs> I don't really get the slap. Like, I mean, to like, come all the way up to the stage to do it too, like yeah, I know. He was he was definitely seeing red. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was pretty vocal, like about keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Like it just makes me think, like, was he having a bad day already? I don't like, know. Something like that to me seems like they definitely had some beef in the past. Like that. Yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. That is not something where someone says something to you one time and you fly off the handle, like. That is, that is some underlying, like, I'm entirely sick of your shit. Like, that, <laughs> there is a backstory there that I don't know for sure. Yeah, it just seemed like a 
massive jump. <laughs> he just yeah, makes one comment about extreme reaction for sure. Yeah, yeah, like one comment about his wife. Yes, yeah, not not I, not yeah. No one wants their wives or partners or family members insulted. But comedians always do push the boundaries. I mean, look at Ricky Gervais. Like he, oh, what's the award show that he does every year? Oh, the uh, the Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Oh, I one night actually watched back every single Golden Globe thing he's done. and But he, like, gets on stage and just destroys everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and every year, though, he gets worse and worse. <laughs> like, and, I think uh, if, if Harrison Ford was not as old as he is, Harrison Ford would definitely have been that person that, like, walked up on stage and slapped the shit out of Ricky Gervais. Well, I think Mel Gibson's come pretty close, so... I think Mel Gibson's come very close to taking out Ricky Gervais. <laughs> but, but I think they, Ricky, Ricky Gervais probably one day will have his day. But people seem to like Ricky Gervais. So I don't know. Like, I think he shocks Ricky Gervais, but still people like him. That's the impression I get. Um, what's that guy, the one who played the same, his character in The Office? Um, Steve. Um, yeah, yeah, I always love seeing the two of them when Ricky Gervais is like on stage and he's giving him shit like, you know, he's like, oh, you all think he created The Office or whatever. You all think it's him, blah, 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 but it's me. Like, And you can see Steve Krill just sitting there. But you know that they probably both love each other. Like, yeah. but like they well, just... I think, okay, so I think the difference is though, like Ricky Gervais picks on things that, I don't know th- things that people already know about yeah but to go after something as personal as like someone who has suffered like hair loss like i don't know it's it's one thing to make fun of someone or to tease someone about something that they are comfortable with but like it's mm. another thing to tease someone about something that they're extremely insecure about yeah oh yeah 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 like i i don't know what's I do you know? I don't know why Jada Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith's got short hair. Is there a reason why she's got short hair? I don't actually know. I don't know if this is 100% true or not, but some I saw somewhere, I haven't had a chance to catch up, but somewhere that she has alopecia. And that in that case, usually with alopecia, you lose all of your hair, so you wind up bald. So then, so then you can understand like why Will Smith then probably did boil, because like... Yeah. Like I said, something that's common, like if you're making fun of something that that person has already themselves made fun of, that's a different thing. But to make fun of something that's really personal or something that you're still really insecure about, I think that's a totally... But no, like you can imagine if that is a trick, if that is the case with her, she must be pretty embarrassed and Will Smith's obviously just defending his wife if that's the case. Like, Mm -hmm. And like you say, maybe the speculation now, just maybe they're just like... You know, maybe Chris Rock and Will Smith have had some problems yeah. that not people know about. And uh, he's like, you know what? I'm done with this shit. Yeah, I mean, that definitely seems like that that was the thing. Like, it was just one one step too far, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or... Could he have done something differently? Yes, sure. Well, well, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, I'm mad at it. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, is there an alternative to him, people? Absolutely. Like, speak to him afterwards. Like, or speak to him right there and then. Say, look, man, that's not on. You could have just keep keep my wife's name out of fucking mouth. You could have left it at that. Just left it at that. Like, or even if he went all the way over, got up on the stage, walked all the way over and just said, like, man, stop. Stop with the jokes. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he would have backed down still then. I heard that 
apparently Chris Rock isn't going to press charges. Anyway, should we talk about this film, which I'm dreading talking about? Let's go ahead and get that over with. When I was young, like you, I wanted to serve my country. But soon I began to question what right we had to take the land, riches, and the lives of people who were only defending their homeland. Oh, dear God. Right, anyway, this week's review is The Kingsman. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. Hold on. Hold on. Before you say all the people that are in it and shizzle, um, it was released December 22nd over Christmas, so we were busy, thank God. Um, it's from 20th Century Fox or 20th Century Studios, Fox no more. Uh, Disney have it now. <laughs> It was meant to be released in November 2019, but due to that thing that people... No, sorry, yeah, 2019, yeah, yeah. And then I don't know if you've heard about this thing called COVID-19. I mean, some people have heard of it, like, yeah. Um, Apparently that pushed it back a bit, um, you know, just a couple of years. Um, (laughs) It's had mixed reviews, apparently. Oh, my God, shocker. Uh, Anyway... Budget of a hundred million US dollars. Guess how much it made? 85. No, 125. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you know, break even at the very least. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that hundred million includes marketing though. Anyway, it's on Disney Plus now, Joy. Um, that's how I watched it. I glad I didn't go to the cinema. Um <laughs> So this is a prequel to some actually quite good movies, The Kingsman, Secret Service, and Kingsman, The Golden Circle. Mm-hmm. And um, do you want to tell everybody who's in it? Yeah. So it is, uh, again, a series based on The Secret Service by Mark Myler and Dave Gibbons. It is written by Matthew Vaughn and Carl Rajasek. Uh, also directed by Matthew Vaughn, who directed the first two Kingsman films. This one stars... Ray Fiennes, Jim Etherton, which I didn't even recognize him. Oh, I didn't realize Reese Evans was in it at all. I did not recognize him. Um, Matthew Good, Tom Hollander, Harris Dickinson, Daniel Brühl, Jamin Hunsu, and Charles Dance. We also got to talk about Matthew Good earlier in the year with Discovery of Witches Season 3 and last year Season 2. So, so great in those, by the way. Oh, I loved it when I saw him in this movie. Yeah. And, you know... Spoiler, again, we always, you know, preface everything with spoilers, but, like, when he first popped up on screen, I was like, oh, he's in here. I didn't know he was in this movie. No, I didn't either. was so small. I was like, okay, what was the point of him being in this movie? And then I realized. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I know, I kept thinking that. Why is he taking such a small role? But then I thought, oh, maybe, maybe it's just the, the jump from TV actor to movie actor, I started to think, so... Um, I always think of him as a movie actor first before TV. Well, I've only ever, I think I've only ever seen him in Discovery of Witches. Oh, man, he's been in so much stuff. He was in like Chasing Liberty. He was in, he did so many rom coms. He was like British rom com king for a while back in the early 2000s. Anyway, so the summary of this film is yeah. a prequel. It takes place right, was like World War I, I guess. Yeah, I think it's World War I, yeah. 
Yeah, so there's a whole lot of war backstory. This one is basically about the formation of the Kingsmen and how they came to be the organization that we know them to be from the first two films. Um, so basically it's setting the tone. There's no, it's not quite as like fun and gadgety as the first two films. Um, not nearly as kitschy. It's almost too serious for the Kingsmen that we're familiar with. So it feels a bit out of place, like within the franchise. It is quite slow. Again, quite serious. Just like, I don't understand what we were trying to do here. So, but yeah, so that's basically the summary. It's, it's the very, very early stages where people who used to be part of the military and the Queen's service um, decided, you know what, like, I'm not sure that my country always has the best interest in mind. So I don't want to do, I don't want to kill people for Queen country anymore. Like, I want to do this in a different way. And it doesn't quite work out the way that Ray Fine's character wants to work out. And so um, he's got this like group of people. He's got allies that kind of come together from different parts of Europe. And eventually by the end of the film, we get the formation of the very first round table and we have our first Arthur and Galahad and Lancelot. Um, so it's, it's really fun to kind of see that part come together, but everything in between was just like, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I don't know why, why we chose to go this direction. So we'll get. Okay. Well, I was going to say, do you want to summarize your thoughts of this movie? Like, yeah, it's um, like, I just didn't understand the tone. It still had some of those like super fun, super cool, like kitschy fight scenes where the fight choreography was still really awesome, but a lot like that was that was just sparingly used throughout the film yeah like that being like the thing in the film so this one was far far more character driven than the other than the other movies but like it just took such a dark turn like again spoiler complete complete spoiler here but like the first half of the film focuses on ray finds his kid and then hmm. freaking kid like dies and it's just like uh you just you literally just killed off the main character like i don't understand what's happening here um and i thought that the way that they did that they used that as a catalyst for you know his character his arthur character to kind of come back and step back into the the thick of it and break his own vow to himself about um, yeah being passive yeah um, and it's like why did you have to actually kill his kid to make that happen why why did why did that have to be the sort of fuse so i just thought that the tone was the tone couldn't figure out what it wanted to be like Mm. is it going to be funny is it going to be fun or are we really going the serious route and it tried to do all of those things but because it tried to do so much it didn't do any of them well i did not enjoy this film that's probably going to start with that uh I loved the first two. Like the first two had such charm. They were quirky. That's they were, like kind of kept the same style from start to finish. Like you said about a minute ago, like this film's style was like all over the place. It was sort of quiet and somber and slow and almost depressing in points. And then all of a sudden they kind of throw in these crazy fight scenes and I and and they suddenly brought in the style from the first two movies and 
I don't know, like, I almost, I think they should have sat down and said, right, what are we going to try and do here? Are we going to try and do a serious war film? Right. Um, and, and yeah, okay, we'll completely break the start of the first two. Like, we won't have the crazy fight scenes. We won't, like, you know, this is going to be a different type of film. In that case, they probably shouldn't have brought in Matthew Vaughan. They should have brought in a different um, director and said, look, yes, okay, this sets up the first two, but we're going for a completely different setup. We're going for something a lot more grounded. But, like, I think they were trying to do something grounded, but equally trying to be crazy. Yeah, and like, they shouldn't have used real characters. If they were going to go, like, a more grounded route, they should have yeah. used fake people. Like, yeah. but they used real, you know, real people, real presidents, real politicians, like, just, <laughs> and a real war. Like, uh, why are we doing this? Like, we yeah. fake stuff in the other ones where it's, like, the all of these fake political events that happen. Mm that it was easier to kind of have that suspension of belief because everything was fake. And so therefore it didn't, it didn't take on that serious tone, but because they chose to use like real events and real character, real actual people, it was just kind of like, Oh, I don't understand what you're doing. I just, I just don't understand like what the reasoning was for that. Yeah. No, I, I don't any different if they had just made up characters, like make up some, guy in germany and make up some president for the u.s like it didn't have to be they do that in a lot of film they do do that in a lot of film they do do that in a lot of films i don't they? like they they kind of even if they sit in 1920s it's with a fake whatever like fake, you know fake people that you know that don't exist like i just it, it was bizarre it was it, their use of actual events in this film was was weird and it just yeah. felt so out of place for what we expect from this franchise I found, in all honesty, the film completely unenjoyable to watch. Like, I just didn't understand what they were... I didn't really get what they were trying to do in terms of the story they were trying to tell. I'm, no, I get what they were trying to do story-wise. I get that they wanted to try and tell an origin story of the Kingsman. Mm -hmm. But that took so long, like, for them to put together. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's a lot of times organisations, like... CIA, FBI, MI5, probably all in real world had somebody didn't just sit down and go, do you know what? We need the CIA. Like, I'm sure it's a combination of things that led to an organization like, you know, like Homeland, your Homeland division, wasn't that created off the back of September 11th? Like, sure like, so that obviously, but nobody sat down on the September 12th and said, we need to create Homeland. Like, I'm sure someone did though. Well, they probably, yeah, but they probably didn't even have a name or like a structure. Like they probably said, maybe they said the next day we need something like this. Yeah. But it, but let's be honest, the you know from idea to inception probably took another twelve months or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I do get the creation of the Kingsman probably did take that amount of time to put together. But then that comes to a question of actually, is that enjoyable for us as a viewer to watch? Yeah. The, the the inception of this agency and then i started to think well would it work have worked better if actually this was a disney plus miniseries like six episodes told in a much more you know when you kind of know what you're getting like it's not going to be filmed it's not going to be film a movie and you know movies normally have to come with high octane scenes and yeah. car chases and big big fight scenes and you know like you, we said that there is still the crazy fight scenes however when you're outside the crazy fight scenes it's actually quite slow like if they'd have actually had maybe the crazy fight scenes seemed so out of place it was like no, i know if they i was all i was thinking was if they just did a one-off like disney plus six episode miniseries 
in which it was just, okay, this is going to be the Kingsman origin series, but it's just going to be a much more grounded, how did this come about? Would this not have been much more enjoyable to know that you're actually getting something where you're walking into a slow-paced TV series and, yes, you know, you can choose to watch it. I don't know. I, don't, I personally don't think it was maybe the right format for this either. Um, yeah, I can see it being a show, but I think if it was going to go the TV route, it would need to have just been a spy thriller. Like, don't yeah, yeah, it. something that's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, the, the big set piece in there or just be straight spy thriller for six episodes while they try to figure out then it wouldn't have felt so weird but like but also know your audience like the people that fell in love with kingsman they fell in like li- literally in your first film the the you know big event that happens is people get brainwashed by cell phones like yeah as out there and weird as that is like that but that is the audience that you collected with your first film and in your second film, it was just as awkward, where it was like mind control and, and weird, you know, it, it was very weird, right? So like the first two films in this franchise were weird and off the charts and everyone loved it. And then you tried to have a third film, but your third film was- It was like serious mostly. It was way too grounded in reality. And it was like, this is not what I signed up. Like I did not- I wanted a crazy film. I was hoping it was, I was hoping that really what we were getting was almost like a remake of the first film, but in the, but a hundred years earlier. Like that's kind of what. You picked Rasputin as one of your characters. Like that, you could have totally just like went off the rails with Rasputin and let him be the bad guy. But instead like Rasputin is a decoy. And by the time you get rid of him, it's like, all the weird is gone and now we're dealing with actual <laughs> serious stuff and yeah. again like that's not why i watch this I don't, I don't go and watch the kingsman because like i want one of those fun historical dramas no <laughs> about history like i, I want to see really cool fight scenes really ridiculous like gunplay like i want to see really cool gadgety like that's what i wanted but yeah meets 007 like that's the kind of shit that i expect to see when i watch king Crankford meets 007 yeah exactly that's kind of what we wanted you know do you remember the first um kingsman film where um crap i've forgotten his name but the boy is like got the baseball cap you know the one who becomes the kingsman yeah. yeah yeah and like you see him like getting chased by like his stepdad over all those roofs and jumping around and he's doing all these backflips. And then later on, he like nicks his car and takes it for a joyride and all this kind of, and it's got, they got the music um, by Dizzy Rascal, like bonkers or whatever. And, um, and it's like, I was hoping, I know they probably wouldn't use the same type of music, but I was actually really hoping that we were going to get like something, some sort of crazy ass film set at the beginning of the, of the 20th century. And like, no, we're getting an actual war film with yes. two or three crazy weird fight scenes put in. Yes. Like, and... if, if you're watching Dunkirk, but like the projectionist that put the film together mixed pieces of Dunkirk with like some other random movie. Like, like with Crank. Like, like, he threw in a few Crank clips with Dunkirk in. Like, I've not sense. seen Dunkirk. Like, have you seen Dunkirk? No, no I want to watch that though like there's something i want to watch just time um anyway the first film literally had a guy going ape shit in a church and murdering <laughs> a church full of people like oh yeah, yeah murdering a church full of people to you know like but also the girl with the sword legs yes like that was freaking awesome the sword leg girl i don't like, know from sword legs to hitler like 
Oh, yeah. No. I don't know. Just overall, it was painful experience. Really painful. I actually Googled in the end to see what the reviews were like. I found mostly positive reviews, but like, I have started to find more bad reviews too. Like, and overall, it is a mixed bag. I did find mostly positive, which I just didn't get. Like, I was like, did they watch a different film? Oh, I had that. Like, I was like, did they just go and watch the original Kingsman? Like, so yeah. This is, I I really want to say like this is the first time I've watched like a franchise film that is so completely different than the rest of the franchise. Did you um? I've forgotten the name of it now. You know, Kate Beckinsale. Uh, she was the vampire. Okay, okay. Uh, I take it back. I take it back. So. Rise of the Lycans, which is the third film in the Underworld yeah, yeah, yeah. trilogy, is yeah, because like, that was a set that was set up in the first two films. Superior film because Underworld and Underworld Two were garbage. Oh, I liked them. They were garbage. Rise of the Lycans, <laughs> yeah, fucking fantastic. I, I well, I, I liked the first two, but I but equally, I loved the the third film too. I thought what I liked was how the third film was set up in the first two. And then they actually, and it was kind of almost like a plan that they were going to set up this film. Yeah, and then the third film. Prequel, right. Yeah, and that they, that was a prequel done really well. Mm-hmm. And that was a prequel which was not really associated with the first two mm-hmm. as we had a completely different main character. And yes, okay, there was a couple of people from the first movie um, that were in the third film. Because um, obviously, you know, vampires live forever um but that was like but that was what this reminds me of like almost the same style you know we had kingsman one and two and then the king's man is the third film the prequel and then you've got obviously underworld one and two and then they had the third one which was exact basically it's like the same model but that but underworld was done so much better than this and what i love is though they like you just said know your audience underworld three had the same style the same almost like tone tone on the screen the fight scenes were the same but the, all they did was just shift the cast you know and a couple hundred years and it was just it was they were really good films i want to rewatch those films now um so uh, i don't think underworld four was as good but i haven't seen five lichens is my favorite in that series but rather the lichens takes so you have um you you have like two of the biggest characters though from the first film you've got victor and you've got lucian that pop up in the third film. And so it's it's their backstory. So you take, yeah. you know, you take Kate Beckinsale out, but you still have two big, big guys. And this film doesn't have that because it goes so far back that it's like, you're going back to before any of the people in the first film were even born. So. Uh, right, anyway. Yeah. I, favorite character? I don't really have one. Um, they were all terrible. Um, his character, whose name I can't even remember. Chaman? Whose character? Chaman <laughs> I, I Je- Gemma Ackerton, or whatever her name is, who plays Polly, she literally plays the same role in everything she's in. She doesn't deviate her acting at all. She is one of those reliable, quiet British girls who plays the same thing every, in everything she's in. Yeah, no, 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 but she's the same in Quantum of Solace and, oh, I don't know, she's just got the same mannerisms and yeah, all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Titan, Rise of Titan, whatever the hell it's called. 
Uh, Sam Worthington, uh, Perseus, and Three Gods, and all that stuff. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, but she's the same, like in everything. Basically, she is just the same. Like she's consistent as being the same. Like uh, Ralph Fiennes, uh, I thought he did well. I mean, yeah, but like maybe he just did well with what he was given. No, he did well with the terrible script, terrible everything, um, terrible direction, just terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a favorite character. I'll be honest with you. It was nothing to redeem this for me. Like, yeah. So we're both in agreement. I, I'll tell you what. Should flip it around. Did you ever? Uh, who's your least favorite character? Least favorite character. Um, it would have to have been Matthew Good. Honestly, like even before I knew it was him, like I didn't like the Scottish guy who was the shadowy figure for the entire film until the very last. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that either. Matthew did. Like, I never liked that guy even when I didn't know who he was. Um, just because it was, like, too over the top, I guess. Oh. Guy, he reminded me of um, the claw, the claw guy from Inspector Gadget. Because <laughs> 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 you never see his face until the very, very end. Um, I be honest, I hated Rasputin. I, I didn't even realize it was Reese Evans until the end. So stupid! That whole sequence was so stupid and out of place. Uh, yeah, Reese Evans is uh, Rasputin was the worst thing for me. I didn't get what was going on. Yeah. It was like, why have they put this comical character in this yes. overly yes. serious movie? It was so out of place. The bad guy, like the trailer, yeah, really pushed it. Like Rasputin is the villain. When they pushed it that way, I was like, oh, we're super going like way far left field. Like, okay, this is going to be cool. Like, we're going to do historical, but we're going to do Rasputin in like a cheesy way. Like, I'm down for that. That'll, that'll be great. <laughs> well, he's on the front cover of the, he's on the front cover of the, the movie. So I thought he was the main bad guy. Yeah, like, no, I think it, oh. Bait and switch. Um, anyway, do you feel that this did a good job setting up the first two? Uh, yeah, in the last 10 minutes. I know. The last 10 minutes of the film and nothing else. Sure. But like the. Uh, do you know, I said this at the very beginning of watching the film. I was like, any money, this whole film has like nothing to do with it. And then the last 10 minutes, suddenly they put together the whole thing. Like, and that's literally what happened. I mean, you could see that they were leading up to it because. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. You know, he gave his son the whole speech about like, ah, you know, I, I didn't want to country i wanted to do something different i wanted um i i wanted to be working with my own moral compass um like i can see like how they placed those things throughout the film but no like this film as a whole does nothing to set up the actual kingsman except they go to the tailors they use the tailor shop as a place to kind of communicate and have a couple of meetings they do specify like the importance of looking the part. Um, but for the most, like it literally the last 10 minutes of the film, we finally get to the point where it's like, you know, we got Arthur and we have Lancelot and we have Galahad. And, and it's like, now we're actually doing this. And I'm just like, mm. this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's almost like it's cheating, right? Like, yeah. You, you decided to do a third film in the franchise. You decided to set the third film as a prequel 
And then you literally did no heavy lifting in this film at all. Like if yeah. you were going to make this your prequel, this, this one should have done a lot more legwork than it did. And literally it's just like the last 10 minutes. It's like, okay, we're going to put everything in a room. We're going to do the round table. We really are going to be like the night through the round table. Like we're going to make this work. Uh, I yeah, I agree with you. It literally was like suddenly rushed together in the last 10 minutes. They were like, oh, hold on a minute. Isn't this meant to be a prequel? Yeah, I mean, there was a few little shout outs, like when they showed the American president who kept ordering statesmen, like mm-hmm. whiskey or whatever, like, and, and that was obviously a shout out to the states. But I assume that the statesman kind of was a spin off from the Kingsman from how the first two were. So what, what they're trying to say is the statesman, statesman was already there. Like, I don't know. Um, that was weird. It's hard to tell. Like, I think it's, it's just like a, a nod. Like, yeah. maybe the people that were part of the network have decided, like, so now that they have formed this thing in England, well, we've got this network of people, but like, obviously, we can't work for England if we're still in these other countries so I think yeah. it just kind of goes to show that the network eventually split off to become like the statesmen and whatever other countries are part of it okay let's quickly talk about the structure of this movie so other than the fact that my view on it is that it's a mess um <laughs> like all of it is just just a mess there's some do you know what the probably like I was thinking, do I have a favourite scene? I was going to say no. But I actually did enjoy, in isolation, Comrade when he was in the war, in the in the trenches, and that whole scene. And it's, again, very different from the first two movies. And when he had to go out at night to rescue the spy who was in no man's land, and then they had the weird fighting with the other, with also with the, I assume it was like the Germans with yeah. the masks and stuff. And that was pretty cool. Like, I thought that whole part you know if they just stuck to this being a serious war film that was actually a pretty cool scene on its own and also seeing comrade's bravery because his dad had done some sort of underhanded stuff to get him taken off the front line so comrade basically took another soldier's identity so he could be on the front line because he wanted to be his own man and i thought that's actually quite respectable he wants to be his own man he stick you know he wants to save our country and you know go to war and all this kind of stuff and he puts his name up straight away and they say need a volunteer and like when he comes back i couldn't believe when he got shot and killed i was like that 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 was just so that but in a way that moment was kind of cool because it was so unexpected i did not expect that bit to happen and when i was like oh my god they just killed him i was like what the heck like but that whole moment i would say from the trenches and seeing the sun step up and become a man and 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 some of the sort of the war mechanics were quite cool like to like Actually, I liked that, like, but it didn't fit this type of film. So I'm just saying in isolation, if it's just a war film, that was a really cool scene. Um, personally, because I felt like majority of this was a war film, it made me hot, like really hate all the cool fight scenes, which I loved from the first two films. So because they were so out of place. Yeah. Um, I think least favorite scene, in honesty, was the fight scene with Rasputin. Yeah, oh, I literally said it before I can fucking say it. Like that, that movie was so bad. Um, yeah, that sorry, that part was so bad. Well, the movie was so bad, but like that, that yeah, that was just awful. Um, if there's anything I could cut or change, I'll be honest with you, I would probably have not made this film. Wow, that's a, yeah, that's quite a statement. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, D 
Do you care about the end credits sequence? No, because I don't want to know. I don't care. Like, I, I know. I really hope this is a bomb. And especially because, like, they, they brought in Hitler and, like... Again, oh, no. This is something that I talked about with when we talked about The Boys Season 2. Like, once you bring in the Nazis, you have lost all sense of, like, maybe the bad guys have a point. You know, like, hmm. because in the first Kingsman film, as crazy as Samuel L. Jackson's plan was, on the one hand, he kind of just wanted to, like, make everybody be on a level playing field right (laughs) so there's part of you that can kind of sympathize with with the bad guy's motives but like once you bring in the nazis you you lose that altogether because nazis are always bad there are no good nazis okay like no there's no room for anyone to have any kind of like redemption see where they're coming from or maybe i can have a little sympathy for them it's like why? Like, why did we go the route of bringing in real people? Like, in mm. the film, okay, they were real people. Like, it was a, a, a an Obama cameo, but like, Obama was not an actual like character in the film, right? Like, they didn't go to the White House and talk to Obama. Like, that's not the thing that happened. <laughs> like, uh, I just, I'm, I don't like it. I don't like that that the focus became the actual historical figures. Like, it's irrelevant at this point. Like, you you could have made up political figures that do bad shit and nobody would have known the difference you know i when they introduced hitler in the mid-credit sequence like as if it was going to be a real shock twist they're like you know pull this guy in didn't say who he was initially and then they're like yes let me introduce you to adolf hitler or, or hitler or whatever i was like oh i roll i, I was like I was like, oh, here we go. I was like, I really hope there is no sequel. Like, I really hope, I really hope they can skip back and make a number three of the movies that they made originally. Yeah. Like, although now I'm not sure if I trust them. Uh, so, um, if you look at what they did with the Robert Downey Jr. and um, Jude Law when they did the Sherlock Holmes films, those films, like, you took characters that everybody knew, but like, you put a twist on it, and it was really kind of fun, right? Mm. Like. It was a different version of Sherlock Holmes than anyone had ever seen before, but it was it was still oh, I love those movies. the way that they did it. And that's kind of what Kingsman felt like. And it's like you you could have done historical stuff in that style. Yeah. But like you didn't. You chose not to. And and I just don't understand. <clears throat> I really don't understand what they were trying to accomplish with this film. That's that's kind of where I'm stuck. So, ratings. What'd you rate it out of five? Two. It's a sh- Have we ever given a zero? It's a zero? Like, I don't think we can give zeros, but one? You can give a half. Oh, okay, 0.5 then. Okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Like, literally, this, this is the worst film I think I've ever seen. I actually think Venom 2 is better than this. At least I laughed during Venom 2. Uh, Yes, but damn, I don't know. Is that bad? Mortal Kombat is better than this. Well, I mean, obviously, because Mortal Kombat's a five. So. No, but I hated Mortal Kombat, and I would say that's better than this. I would watch Mortal Kombat again over this part of shit. Like, I would literally never watch this film again. Like, you couldn't pay. Well, like, you could pay me money to watch it. You could pay me money if anyone wants to pay me a mil. I'm here. I'll watch it. Like, but I'm not watching this film again. It is a bad movie. Like, I'm sorry, it is terrible. 
it's a mess. It it had so much potential. It had some really cool scenes. Like, I'm not sure about anything. My favorite scene would probably be like the sequence in that barn elevator structure towards the end when uh, you know Ralph Fiennes is fighting a big giant guy and Diamond Huntsu comes in and then Jim Atherton like shoots the the counterweight for the elevator. Like that whole sequence was a lot of fun. Um, but like yeah. everything else, <laughs> nah, nah, man, this is a terrible, terrible movie. Yeah. Um, I hope they get their money back. <laughs> I mean, I know they kind of like uh, look, look. Just, I mean, I know we weren't in COVID, right? But the golden circle. I mean, it's like you have the formula again. This is the third film. This was the third film in a franchise behind two really successful films. No, I was going to say, listen to this. Why did you change the format? Listen to this. Like 2017, I know it's pre-COVID, right? The Golden Circle, budget of 104 mil, just like the the third one, made 410 mil. People still went and saw Spider-Man, same time, came out like, I don't know, a couple of days earlier or something. People still went in droves to see Spider-Man. No, I I know Spider-Man's bigger. But people were going out. People were not afraid to go out. People would have gone and seen this film if they thought it was a good movie. Clearly, people knew the truth. So (laughs) if you'd have made a sequel to The Golden Circle set set a couple of years afterwards, they didn't need to do this prequel, honestly. They could have made one of those. They could have done a prequel, but I think that they just... They should have done it like Sherlock Holmes, you know, like you said, like Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes. They should have done that. Like you completely... You made a prequel without keeping your audience in mind. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, that is a big problem. Anyway, I don't want to talk about this film ever again. Um, like, uh, I probably will talk about it again because of how bad it is. But uh, I was actually looking forward to this. When I suggested it, I was like, oh, yeah, I really want to watch this film. I did not read the reviews. Hey? I, I guess we it could be one of those. We watched it, so you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. We, we just did you a lot of favor. Yeah, we did you uh, a favor. A big favor. Huge, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, next episode. Next episode uh, on Geeks Unleashed. We are bound to watch something which is probably going to be terrible, but at least funny. Um, we're going to. I think I'm, this next thing is going to be worse than this film. No way. Like, this is going to be funny. I'm telling you. There's, we're gonna, no, but we'll. we'll I reckon we'll at least laugh about it when we're on here. We're going to review Morbius. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face. <laughs> I want to watch it, though. I do want to watch it. Like, I want to know. I want to know, like, how have they got Michael Keaton in it? How, how have they got Michael Keaton in it? I do want to know all that stuff. I do want to know about the serious stuff. But I honestly think Jared Leto should stop after this. He should just stop. <laughs> going into construction or something else or yeah, yeah i don't know like he should just choose a different career <laughs> or he should go into comedy because he's almost there now like wow mark you are just like on a tear tonight <laughs> i haven't even seen this film but i know it's gonna be bad like but i want to watch it though i do want to watch it i am keen to watch it I'm going to walk in with an open mind. I will walk in with an open mind because I can walk out and say, do you know what? That was good. 
I have never had any interest in this film, ever. No, I am interested. I am genuinely interested. I want to know what Michael Keaton's doing in it. So basically, this next week could be another we watched it so you don't have to kind of thing. No, no, no. Still watch it anyway. (laughs) Michael Keaton's good. You should always support Michael Keaton. Yeah, I don't think that he has a very large part. Like, he probably says 25 words. Well, I am Batman. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so funny if he said that. <laughs> oh, I would actually die if he actually says that. Um, or I am, I am the vulture. Anyway. I am the vulture. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Oh, that would be so funny. Anyway. Uh, Geeks and Niche is on all your social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So hit us up, like us, tweet us, do all that thing. You can get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify, we are everywhere. So please give us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. We'll see you next week. Next week. Well, you will have a good journey back home. Yeah, very long journey. (laughs) (laughs) All right, anyway, see you later. Bye.